I think there's definitely something to be said for different learning styles. And I think especially a lot of people who are more like mechanically minded, we tend to be like very kinetically based learners, as in like, I need to touch this in order to figure out how this works. Like when someone is really good at like math or science, you you're going to be an engineer, but they don't know what that means because engineers do a lot of different stuff. What am I going to be doing day to day when I'm doing that? Hi there. Welcome back to the SolidWorks Born to Design podcast, a collection of inspiring stories about those who create, build, invent, and engineer new ideas into actual new products. And by the way, they all use SolidWorks. I'm your host, Cliff Medling, and I want to thank you for joining us for this episode of the Born to Design podcast, teaching future engineers through hands-on learning. Today, I'm talking with Heather Dahl-Rose. Heather works for a SOLIDWORKS reseller, but is best known for her work with student outreach programs, teaching future engineers through hands-on projects, not classroom environments. Heather comes up with many of the teaching methods herself, which she shares during our discussion. She is an outstanding advisor and mentor for our youth. I believe you'll enjoy listening to her stories and clever teaching tactics. So let's jump right into the interview. So let's just start with, um, tell us what you're doing now um, with the, can't forget the term you use, like your community outreach with the kids and stuff. So tell us what you're doing there. Yeah, so I do a few uh, STEM outreach events throughout the year. Um, The biggest one really is a summer camp that I've done for the last few years um, over at my alma mater, Penn State. And what we do is it's a CAD, 3D printing, and physics camp. So they do um, like a physics activity that relates to something that we design in CAD and then manufacture. So they get to go all that. So it's like 30 kids. It's throughout the week. And then on the last day, they uh, do a little presentation to their parents about like what they learned in camp right. this week. But the goal is like they design a little uh, race car that's 3D printed, uh, the car of the future. And <laughs> then um, another event, and it's actually coming up pretty soon, I do an event, um, a STEM outreach event for women uh, that Penn State also does. I, I like their... Uh, I've known their director uh, for a little while, uh, the Eberly College of Science Outreach, and it's a STEM outreach event for young women, so it's middle school and high school, and me and a few of my coworkers are going down, and we're doing a workshop, so we're doing three separate workshops for three groups of 20 girls, and we're going to make these cool little Mars rovers and stuff. Mars Rovers. Oh, okay. And is it the same thing? I, I love the idea that they, they learn in CAD, but they actually get to see the final mm-hmm. product 3D printed. So, yeah. Yeah. So they're going to get to see the Mars Rover in SolidWorks. They're working on assembly design. So all the, the parts will be made, but it'll be like Legos, like all spread out and they're uh-huh. going to awesome. learn how to assemble it in CAD. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I did a Mars Rover in, in my college. So we had, that was a project. I was in design. So mm-hmm. uh, that's great. So, um, so, so how do you select these kids? Where, where is it? There's is there children at their school that are interested in the in STEM, or how does that how does that happen? How are they selected? So, because I do the events through the Everly College of Science, it's all done. Uh, it's mostly kids in the like surrounding communities of Center County, Pennsylvania. Um, a lot of them, but they put on. So I don't know if you know this, but like colleges that aren't in major towns went during the summer because they're so empty. There are always a lot of like summer camps right. being run oh, out yeah. of them, oh, yeah. like sports camps, arts yeah. camps. So the science camp that I um, am the director of is one of those 
or the, that I do the program coordination for this one specific camp, they, the science camp has uh, like 10 other science-based camps, like an ecology okay. camp and stuff like that. So this is one thing that they can sign up for. Okay, mm-hmm. I got you, I got you, got you. Yeah, that, that's, that's apparently great. they book up real quick, right, right. like 24 hours. Like I think parents are waiting by the computers to get their kids in science really? camp. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's good news, yeah. So so where did where did this start? How did you decide to get into this uh Helping, uh, what what was the inspiration behind, you know, outreach to to young women and to the summer camp kids? Um, so I've always liked working with uh, like educational outreach things like that. I'm sure like a lot of other engineers or at least in my age group, we all did first robotics going through. And uh, there's a component of that that is also educational outreach. So normally, if you're doing it in high school, you're mentoring like one of the Lego leagues and stuff like that. Right. So I was the Um, outreach coordinator for that on my team so we went and like mentored like the little lego leagues and things like that and that was always fun and then in college i did a program called nasa student launch which is a we build like a high-powered rocket it's a small high-powered rocket and there's also a outreach component to that and i was the outreach coordinator for a few years and then i ended up being president of that club but we did a lot of education outreach events with kids in like that community or we travel. So like we there, there's a picture out there somewhere of like them, like putting their handprints on one of the rockets we shot up. Oh, cool. So they like dip their hands in paint and put it on that. Or we made a lot of like, you know, you can put a rubber band on the end of like a PVC, like the little foam tubes and put a paper cone on the end and like shoot a rocket. I'm sure their parents loved us giving the projectiles, but you know, it happens. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> well, it's got to be fun, right? Yeah. And, and, and with fun, it has to be stuff that their parents won't let them do. <laughs> What's more fun than projectiles? Yeah, exactly. So that you did all that while you were in college though. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. great. And so then when I got into industry, I wanted to continue. So I continue. worked with uh, the Everly College of Science. We did a lot of our outreach events when I was in college with that group. So I just kind of kept in touch. And luckily, when I came up to them and said, hey, I'd like to run a camp with CAD, they, like, jumped on it. They were awesome about it. So we've been running this camp for, like, five years now, and it's gone really well. We've done it both virtually and live because, obviously, at one point in time, everything had to go virtually. So we ran it virtually for two years, which went real well. And <laughs> this is going to be the second year back of live. Oh, great, great. Excellent. And and so uh, you must have been in school for uh, engineering Yep. Field or yeah, I went to school for nuclear engineering. Nuclear engineering. Yep. Wow. Okay. So so you were tied to this, and so uh, but you know you, a lot a lot of kids volunteer in in college, and, and some don't. Why? What what made you feel like you needed to to do this? So what, where did that come from? I mean, it's really a lot of fun. Like yeah. <laughs> kids have a lot more fun with like science stuff than you know students who are learning it and like. It's just homework, but like you can make it a lot more fun going through everything. Um, It's always interesting to kind of think about it in another way to think about like, okay, if I'm learning this physics concept at like collegiate level, how can I make it to uh, elementary level and still teach the concept, but kind of work around it a different way. So it's always fun to kind of stuff that you know and kind of pass on the knowledge in that way. Okay. No, no, that's good. I agree. So um, I'm going to, this, 
uh, I'd like to, I'm sure you have plenty of great stories to share where maybe <laughs> there was a student that had an aha moment or maybe students who came in not as interested and their parents just dropped them off or something. I'm sure you have a couple that you wouldn't mind sharing a couple of stories uh, about the students that you've been working with. So yeah. And My, take your time. Take it. Oh, you, you, you're, you're already ready. You're already ready. <laughs> um, so like I said, at the end of that summer camp, they give a little presentation to their parents about like their favorite thing they learned in CAD. And one year, one of them, they just wanted to show off like the X design stuff that we'd just done. And Great. this little kid, he like writes up a little presentation for him and all his um, group members, but he's going up there and he's like a little like AE demo person, like an <laughs> application engineer. Cause he goes, he makes the box. And he's like, but Oh no, I made it too big. But guess what? With this software, I can just change the size. And he goes <laughs> in like does the clicks and he's like, and now my box is a lot better size. So I can do that rather than having to throw away the whole box. I'm like, yeah, you go kid. <laughs> but it was just so adorable. <laughs> he's yeah. just like, 10 year old like fourth graders are 10 right. years old and he's like the concept of make a mistake on purpose to show how you can fix it is a pretty advanced thing i would think like not a lot of Absolutely. people think to do that and especially live in front of like the whole camps all of their parents and everything <laughs> and he was just having the time of his life it was hilarious oh that's great that's awesome i, I love hearing that um so i, I something that that I'm somewhat passionate about. I know that a lot of uh, students in schools today, the regular school environment, uh, they have a hard time learning in that environment. But hands-on with stuff that you're learning, uh, students enjoy it more. You know, it, I've heard stories from uh, other middle school. I did a podcast with, um, I'm going to forget his name, but um, he had students that were D students in school, and they found SolidWorks. And he just ran with it. He just he just grasped it. It was taking all the certification. So, um, well, I, I just I, I'm trying to formulate this into a question. You know, do you think that the learning by doing and the hands-on classes that you're teaching is is something that we should see more in the classroom? Or what's your feeling around that? Or I think there's definitely something to be said for different learning styles. And I think especially a lot of people who are more like mechanically minded, we tend to be like very kinetically based learners as in like I need to touch this in order to figure out how this works um reading about it just doesn't always kind of do the trick so we're sitting and watching a powerpoint slideshow but I'll take for example uh when we do the lesson on air resistance the first thing we do is we uh, have them like go outside and run a relay race with a parachute on their back and then one without a parachute on their back. And we obviously know which one's going to be faster. Right. <laughs> but we have them do that. And then we have them um, talk about the different ways air resistance can hit. They go and stand in what we call a wind tunnel. But it's like a box fan with different strings coming off of it. <laughs> right. So that they can see, like, if I stand up. Um, flat with like my arms out more wind hit me hits me than if I like get into a diving position right with my hands uh, it kind of I like, cut through the air better and then they use that to design how they want their car roofs to look so they right. kind of use the stuff from that and let's say that some of them are like well I want to make like a dragster car that it needs to stop I'm like well then maybe you do need a parachute like at the end that comes right. out or stuff like that that's great. I, I love what you said. I, I've never heard that uh, kinetically based learners. Is that right? Is that your term? Or is that something you heard? That, that's... I'm very sure that's something I heard somewhere. <laughs> okay. But I love that because it's so true. I mean, you're, you're teaching kids by doing, not just 
telling them mm-hmm. in classroom. So that, that's great. So it sounds like your camps are really teaching them that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're really focused on those kinetically based learners. Um, uh, any other stories around that or any other, um, any other stories you could share about how the kids learn kinetically or these kinetically based learners learn, you know, that's about how these mouthful. kinetically based learners learn. <laughs> Do you come up with the ideas? Like, like, as you mentioned, the, uh, the fan and the children standing on the back, the box to teach them about wind resistance. Is that something you come up with or you guys get together? How, how do those ideas come up? I, I think that's brilliant to, to show them, you know, in yeah. person, how, how it works instead of even like most time, if you're teaching about wind resistance, it's usually, you know, small uh, contraption mm-hmm. that they would learn. But but getting them to stand up and do it, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so but basically what we do, there's a physics professor who's the director on that side. Mm-hmm. So we try to match up our days. So they're learning about the physics of stuff. So for the relay race in the physics session earlier, they learned about velocity so that in my relay race, they could calculate which velocity was faster with or without the parachute. Um, So we try and connect it together. So we try and just get like a big overarching way we can connect our topics. And then I kind of have free reign to um, come up with the design. Some of it's like just based off of some, maybe like some other stuff I've seen like people do or anything like that. I don't remember seeing the box fan anywhere. I, I think I just thought like a box fan would oh, make a cool that. wind tunnel. But yeah, so we just kind of base it off of that and I come up with what I can. Like so for an example on another day, um, they learn about um, inertia on the physics side and then we do crash testing. So that one, there's I, I don't crash them into each other. I don't <laughs> think anybody would like that. <laughs> But I show them like the videos of like the car crash tests, which they right. always enjoy. And then they have their little 3D printed cars and they make bumpers out of like aluminum, paper towels, toothpicks, things like that, trying to make a good bumper. And I actually let them crash their cars against each other. Yeah. And then they go and design those bumpers in CAD. So they like make them first um, out of all of that and they make them as a group. And then they see which group's bumper holds up. And then once it holds up or doesn't hold up. They make a few modifications. They get a few rounds at it. Right. And then they go put it on their car and CAD, and then we 3D print it out for them. So that's great. So they, they learn the problem, right, mm-hmm. with the bumper, and then they have to design the solution. Mm-hmm. And then they, well, they test it. They test their physical models, and then they, and then they try out their CAD models mm-hmm. and 3D print them. That's great. This is excellent. I, 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 uh, I feel like we should take your, uh, not we, but somebody should take your, uh, um, your ideas and um, expand them throughout, you know, uh, schools uh, elsewhere. I mean, th- these are excellent camps and ideas. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I'd like to see it more in the in the schools even. Um, so, so what are some other examples? I, I like these examples that you have. Um, so, for the middle school and high school one, like the one I'm doing in a few weeks. We are doing assembly design in CAD, but we're making it more from like a you're the product design team for the Mars rover. So they're sending in like little engineering change requests like on piece of paper. (laughs) That's great. And like telling how they want the rover to be changed. And then like uh, there's like some checkboxes like I think it's going to need a concentric mate in order to be completed. And so then they fill out why. And then they put that together. They get to go and implement their change in CAD. We version it up for them. Like, okay, you're like closer 
they can pick different configurations of maybe a longer arm or a shorter arm. So we have the pieces already built for them, but it's their responsibility to really put them together and think of it like if your engineering team is designing this, you have these materials given to you, but I mean, that's a very simplified version of what engineers actually do when they're going and doing designing of things. Right, right. So they're submitting little paper engineering change requests, which I find funny. I, that, is, that, is, that is great. I love that. I, I really do. That's, 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 that's outstanding. Teaching them the real world. The most stressful module mania type thing I did was <laughs> I thought it would be a brilliant idea for me and the person who did the 3D printing side of our camp uh, as one of the activities for the kids to watch people design in CAD in real life. So we both used different softwares and we both got a model that we wanted to design and we split the kids into cheering teams and like we designed this live. I have never been so stressed out designing a model in my life as much as like 15 10-year-olds cheering me on going through it. Like, no, you got to do this. I'm like, oh, no. That's another great idea. So you were designing in SolidWorks and somebody else was using something. Some yeah, other yeah, someone else was using something else. Yeah. And we were trying to, uh, we were basically racing to finish first. Right. Please tell me you won. A, I did win. Okay. <laughs> okay. I did win. Um, but it was quite stressful. Yeah. I didn't expect that. And so we both got done. I'm like, I didn't... That was a lot of pressure. Yeah. Oh, that's great, though. That's great <laughs> for them to, to watch. Because yeah. kids these days, they like watching people play video games, which I still don't understand yet. So That was the thought behind that, yeah. was to show them something like, okay, so you guys watch these like video game videos. How can we relate this to this? They always have like one thing where all the kids in the whole camp are in like a session in the beginning, and then they split off into like three little groups. So that was with all of right. them screaming at me. For, yeah, yeah was, <laughs> nice screaming. Not yeah, I know. Yeah, screaming, yeah. but yeah, exactly. still screaming. Like, like a sporting event. Screaming. Yes. yes, yes, that's great. Oh, these these are great. I love these tactics that uh, that you're teaching these kinetically based learners. <laughs> so uh, the future of American engineering here. So you you have a passion for this. So that's so how does that um, how does that apply to uh, wanting to teach these other kids and stuff? So. Um, so I've always liked teaching and going through and stuff like that. It's right. just really fun if you know something to make someone else know it really well as well. Or like pass off that knowledge right. versus just, you know, kind of keeping it to yourself or whatever. Right. And it's really fun to watch someone like it click for someone else when like maybe it couldn't before or something like that. So exactly. that's always a lot of fun. Exactly. Like, like that aha moment. Like yeah. I'm sure you've had students that were struggling and ones that were doing well, but maybe something mm -hmm. you said... And they're like, oh, now I get it. And they're, they move forward, right? I love when they're like fighting with the software on the first day. And then by like the last day, they have like the most complex CAD model. I'm like, and on the first day, you were ready to close your computer. Like, right. they're like, I, I'm not going to be able to figure this out. This is too difficult. I'm like, just, just keep messing with it. It's, yeah. it's, you're not going to break it. Like, it's fine. Yeah. And then like by the end, they've designed like a, a car in CAD. I'm like, right. and did you think you would be able to do this? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, I always think, you know, there's, there's uh, this effort years ago to teach children coding. Remember mm -hmm. that was a big effort from like Bill Gates and all these other people. And I'm like, we should have the same uh, push with CAD and design, right? Mm -hmm. Cause there's uh, some uh, students may lean towards coding, which would not be me. Uh, <laughs> but, but CAD, I mean, I, I remember, uh, well, I'm aging myself here, but in high school we had like the, the drawing, the multi-view drawing class. And I just, I'm like, wow, this is great. And everybody else was struggling with it. I'm like, 
what's wrong? This is, this is easy. I love doing this. You know, <laughs> I could do this all day. I remember I had some video game when I was little and I forget what it was called, but they, they give you like a try view of blocks and like different yeah. and you had to make like the front top and left view it was a video game and i was like eight years old and in retrospect that's what that was that was like a like a three view like a cad right, right. triple view and you had to build it out of these like it was like five layers of blocks and you could see it from like all the different angles the different sides, and then yeah. you had to put the blocks in the thing I think they gave me an engineering game. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, like, just in retrospect. I, I think they did. I think that was less of a fun video game and more yeah. of an educational video game. I, I think it was. I think it was. But it was really fun. I got really good at it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I guess it worked out. But it's that visual-spatial ability. Yeah. People in this area that, that enjoy that. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. These are great stories. Uh, so as part of the Women in STEM event, uh, I get to be on like a panel, basically, is what it is. And they... Um, basically have groups of the high schoolers, like the girls who are actually about to go into college and stuff like that, who are actually looking at um, what they want to do. They go around and they get to ask you questions. So it's really cool um, hearing them talk about, okay, well, I'm really interested or I like doing this, this, and this. What could I do with that? Um, Oh, great. And seeing like, oh, well, I always wanted to do this. Uh, I always wanted to um, maybe... Uh, design things or things like that and how they think that they can build that into a career. They ask like how you got into your career because I definitely didn't know what a a CAD reseller was in high school. Mm -hmm. Like that wasn't going to be on my list of careers because I didn't know what it was. So there was no way for that. I think I wanted to work for NASA when I was like a kid growing up, if I remember correctly. But then I got into college and just really liked SolidWorks and all the CAD stuff. I worked on that uh, as a TA through that throughout school. So I, was, I like telling them about that and how you'll really like figure out things you're really good at. Like I think most people, when they te- like when someone is really good at like math or science, you, you're you going to be an engineer, but they don't know what that means because engineers right. do a lot of different stuff. Exactly. Like I'm an engineer and I'm not on a factory plant ever. I'm right. not... I'm a nuclear engineer, and I haven't stepped foot in a reactor since my college classes, like stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So you're almost acting like an advisor for them because mm-hmm. they, they, they know they're technical, mm-hmm. but they don't know what their skills apply to a job in the real world. Yeah, so, they don't so. know what they can do. Like it, right. It's so, I think everybody, like, oh, you're good at math, become an engineer. Like, okay, what's an engineer? <laughs> like, what, what does that mean? What am I going to be doing day to day when I'm doing that? So that's great. I mean, because um, especially their parents may not know. So you're mm-hmm. you're in that advisory role to help them guide them on that path, which yeah. is which is a huge help. Which I think most, as you know, I've I've got one out of college, one going into college. Second, first one knew exactly what he wanted to do. Second one was all over the place. So mm-hmm. they need that advisory. Okay, what are my skills? Where do they apply to the real world? So that's great. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Thanks for listening today, and if you're looking for software that might help children get started in design, check out SOLIDWORKS Apps for Kids. To learn more, go to SWAppsForKids.com. That's S-W-A-P-P-S-F-O-R-K-I-D-S.com. We also offer many great resources for education. Check them out at SOLIDWORKS.com education. We'll be back again soon with more great Born to Design podcast stories at SOLIDWORKS.com podcast or wherever podcasts are readily available. Until then, keep innovating.
I really hope that what you heard today has inspired you. If you enjoyed it, head on over to iTunes, search for the Born to Design podcast, and please leave a five-star review so that this podcast will be recommended to more people, helping us expand the Born to Design community. Thank you.